Okay. Um, welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Future of Curriculum. This is Eric Westendorf. I'm the co-founder and CEO at LearnZillion. And today, I'm very excited to be in Sao Paulo um, here with Alana Veloso, the new ventures and partnership leader at the Lemon Foundation. Um, we are right now working on a partnership together, and I've just been very inspired by the work that they're doing here and the work that, uh, that Alana is leading here. So welcome. Thank you. So good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So would love to have you tell us about your work at the Lemon Foundation and a uh, little bit about your role and, and what the foundation is focused on when it comes to education. Sure. Um, I'll start by explaining the foundation and then I can get to my role. Uh, we have a mission here of transforming Brazilian education. We always, say, we always say that we want really great education to everyone in the country. And to do so, we are divided in three main pillars. Uh, we don't believe that education has a silver bullet in which you do one thing and education is result and so we do believe in a series of approaches that converge into the next stage of development. Our first pillar is technology. So we do believe that technology is going to help close the gap between those who have access to great education and those who haven't. So we've been partnering with startups all over the world uh, bringing technology to public schools and, and making sure that a boy who, ha who has access to Khan Academy here in Sao Paulo have the same content uh, of a girl looking at Khan Academy inside, inside Pará, which is a state that needs a lot of improvement in Brazilian education. So, this power of bridging this gap, we believe it's something that education uh, technology can help us with. Of course, it's not going to do so alone, but it's an important piece of the puzzle. On the same pillar, we also work on bringing connectivity to the schools. So we've been working with policy in Brazil to make sure that every school has internet, and devices that also help students stay in touch with technology and understand what can be done with it. Our second pillar is working with educational leaders. For a long time, we've been working with teachers training. We think it has been very effective. But last year, we took a step back and we thought, well, what would happen if we trained the educational leaders and they were prepared to have teachers with the best education, to have the schools with the infrastructure that they have to have, to make sure that the school is the best place for students to learn. And so we developed an entire new program that works with educational leaders, making sure that they understand their roles and they make the school a place for learning. And finally, our third pillar is policy. So we like decisions that are made um, taking relevant data into account. And so 
For example, we have a partnership with Stanford where they do research around Brazilian education. So every time they find a real important result, we take that result, bring back to Brazil, talk to policymakers, to educational leaders, show them and spread this data around. And we also help the, the Brazilian Department of Education think about how these new policies can be implemented. So we helped, we created the, the Brazilian movement for Base Nacional Comum, which is our common core, in which we brought in different actors of education in the country who agreed that Brazil should have a curriculum. And we are now in the final stages of a curriculum that was developed by the government with a lot of support from teachers and the civil society. So my role here, I run two areas in the foundation. I run the new ventures area, which is a, an area that we support organizations that either we own and or we built that are connected to our mission and that we really do believe in their impact. So we invest in them, we help them grow, we bring other partnerships like the one we're doing uh, with the ventures. And we really do believe that this is a way to grow our impact without having to operate everything inside the foundation. Uh, the other area that I run is the partnerships area in which we give grants. It's much more like a grant maker to other organizations of, in, inside Brazil that we do believe in their impact and we want to be smart money uh, for them and we donate uh, money and our time to make sure that they are achieving the results that they want to. Got it. Wow. So this is a little bit of my role here. Wow. Super exciting. And, you know, one theme that I'm hearing across those three pillars is, is catalyzing and this idea that we need to catalyze technology, even just by providing the bandwidth inside schools. We need to catalyze um, training, development, human capital to ensure that there's alignment from teachers to principals to exactly. district leaders. And then we also need to catalyze the sorts of policies that support um, our schools, the schools in Brazil improving. Exactly. Yeah. And I think our project is exactly like it, right? Because we're catalyzing technology, we're taking BASI that came from policy and we're trying to make sure it goes inside uh, the classroom. We're talking to districts, we're thinking about professional development for the teachers. So we've been working, the foundation has 15 years and we are saying that this year is the year that we really have to make all those pillars talk to each other mm. and work together. Uh, because they're not going to do a huge impact separately. Yeah, yeah, that their leverage is not in these sort of three parallel streams, yeah. but actually the Conversion. yeah convergence of them. Yeah, exactly. and it feels, it sounds like it feels like this is a, a special time that, that, that Lemon Foundation has been around 15 years, but now the, the convergence is happening. Yes, and I think there is a lot of momentum uh, because Bazi is coming out and people are excited uh, to to see it, it really became a, a state policy in in which we've even changed presidents in the country, and Basi continued to be something that everyone agreed that it should happen. 
So now thinking about how Buzz is going to get inside the classroom, we have so many possibilities to work with that it is a special time, not only because of the momentum, but also because there is a huge opportunity to make a difference in education in the country and making sure that we have less inequality around classrooms mm. in Brazil. Mm. And it sounds like ultimately that's core to what you're trying to do is to bridge this divide between folks who have access to high quality education and, and those who those who don't. Yeah. Why, you know, why the, why the standards? As we've talked a lot about how, you know, the common core standards in the United States um, have become this like political hot potato. And yet it sounds to me like the Lemon Foundation here in Brazil has really helped get key folks aligned around the Bazi and the importance of it. And would love to hear why, why do you feel like this is an important part of the convergence happening? Well, we do believe that the standards are gonna set a high quality bar for education all around Brazil. So we don't have a curriculum today in the country and the states, some states have made their own, some don't have it and they adapt from other states. And what happens is that that is that there is a lot of inequality throughout schools. So in the same grade, you might be teaching how to count from one to 10, another school how to count from one to a thousand. And this creates a, a base where teachers really have different patterns of what it is important inside the classroom. One thing that we are really accounting inside Basi is also the local knowledge. So only 60% of Basi will be from the national level after Basi is sent to the states. Each state will be able to also bring in their local knowledge and what is important. Since Brazil is such a diverse country, uh, there is a lot of different local knowledge mm -hmm. that has to be incorporated uh, into BASI. Another thing that we think is really important was to get support from the teachers. So we, we ran a lot of uh, many different surveys and we found out that 90% of teachers are actually in favor of having standards, uh, saying that this will help them inside the, cl in the classroom and not only with the standards, but with the scope and sequence, and with the profound, with how deep uh, they have to go into each standard, uh, we know that this might drop a little bit in the in the rollout of Bazi, but it is a policy that is supported by people inside the classroom, and we really do believe that education will be transformed with the relation teacher-student and what happens inside the classroom. So we really want to hear teachers uh, making sure that we help transform education from the inside out, yep. making teachers the center of education debate in the country. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what I'm hearing is there is a desire on the part of teachers for there to be some structure that, that they probably don't love the fact that they're not sure, is it one to 10 or one to a thousand? What exactly 
is the target in terms of where my students should be this particular year. At the same time, what I also heard you talk about with Abazi, which actually is different than the way Common Core was structured, is this idea of leaving breathing room for localization to happen, that it, it's structured in such a way where 60% is common, but there's still a significant portion where different states can make decisions exactly. about what's, what's right for them. Exactly, and also during the process of building Bazi, there were a lot of public consultants, consultancies in which the government opened uh, what was in the document to receive feedback from the teachers. And I think this really helped in the entire collision process because teachers felt like they were part of this important, important document uh, for education. So I think this is in part why BASI has survived through many different, not only survived, but thrived through many different governments and periods that we've had in, in Brazil in the last 10 years. Well, BASI, it's earlier than that. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, so you talked a bit about the importance of teachers being a part of this, and I want to have you talk a little bit about Nova Scola, um, because the Lemon Foundation has this really interesting, well, has employed an interesting strategy of bringing in the, the media uh, channel that is teacher-loved, right, that, that really speaks to the teachers. And you did that for very strategic reasons, but also reasons that sound like are core to your values. One of the things I loved um, in hearing more about Nova Scola was this idea of teacher as protagonist, that, that the teacher's voice has to be not something that's taken into consideration right at the end, not the icing on the cake, but it is just central to the, all of these efforts to improve schools. So yeah, I would love to hear about the, the decision to work with Nova Scola and bring them under the umbrella of Lemon and sort of how that's, how that's evolving. Yeah, that was my first project here. So we've always discussed about the, the issue of bringing back teachers to the center of the debate uh, in education and giving real voice to them where they are part of the construction of the education that we want to have in the country. And in 2015, we ran a research in which we were trying to discover how teachers what teachers like to access? What brands do teachers uh, look for when they are looking for professional development? What brands do they trust? And Nova Scola was by far the first name that teachers always had. It was funny because every time that I go into a school and I enter uh, a teacher's room, the one thing that I always see is a, is a Nova Scola magazine. So it is a 30-year brand that teachers access and they trust and so we thought this would be our the perfect opportunity for us to empower teachers and making sure that they are protagonists of the change in education in Brazil one thing one example that I love that we did in Nova Scala was taking uh, teachers that work with us and bringing them to to the Senate to talk to our to our house and with the with the 
lawmakers around what is their daily life, what challenges do they have, what they need inside schools, and what's their daily life like. And, and they were really, they were really amazed by the, the power that they have to influence uh, the debate. The teacher is the real specialist, right? Is the person inside the classroom giving education and, and making sure that students learn. And so Nova Scala is our channel to talk to them, to bring them to the debate and our platform that wants to be everywhere that teachers are and the resource that they look for. Yeah, yeah. One thing that's been exciting is to see how your, um, now with Nova Scola at Lemon, this idea of changing also media from being a one-way conversation where uh, the magazine has provided so many practical tools, lessons, and so forth to teachers, but now you're really thinking about it in terms of how do we have a dialogue? How do we bring all sorts of media channels to bear in a way where we really shift this dynamic from teacher as sort of taker of advice to teacher both as taker of advice, but also giver of advice, and, and that expertise sort of going, going back and forth. Yeah, we've been, we've been learning a lot with, with the ventures, and we brought in Nova Scola in the end of 2015, and during 2016, we are kind of learning how to operate this new model, right? This was really new for the foundation and for Nova Scola. And so they were really like trying to get the operations right. But then in, in the end of 2016, we started asking ourselves, okay, what's the Nova Scola of the next 20, 30, 50 years? We, we know how the magazine and the media market is suffering. So what and where do we want to be? And we started doing the entire process of customer development with Nova Scola and talking to teachers and interviewing them and understanding more of their needs. And one thing that became very clear for us was we only talked to them when they signed for, when they bought the signature and when it was time for them to renew it. We, we, we didn't know them in between that, that year. So this is the mindset that we're trying to shift from an organization that is completely teacher-faced and that receives feedback, gives feedback, and even the materials, right, is built from teachers to teachers that we think that is really the way in which we'll be able to impact with Nova Scuola. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I mentioned earlier that we're doing some work together, and yesterday it was sort of formally kicked off. And you've referenced a few times, like, our project. So we'd love to have you talk about the future work as we look ahead. I mean, not just 12 months, but 24 months, 36 months, and the ambitious plans uh, that you have with Nova Scola and, and with LearnZillion supporting as well um, for what you're going to do here. Sure. Uh, so, with BASI coming 
to, to being published. We really want to have... She needs to use this? No, no, she just needs to bring Oh, great. Oh, my stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have noticed. No worries. Thank you. Sorry about that. Okay, my computer's here. Thank you. So, with Bazi being published, there is a lot of momentum in, in the country, and we want to make sure that Bazi gets inside the classrooms, and we know that only having a set of standards is not going to be enough for this to happen, right? And so, we're really thrilled with the idea of using our methodology to help us develop uh, lesson plans that are completely aligned with BASI and that teachers can really use inside the classroom. And not only that, they can also build it, right? Because it's we've been talking a lot with teachers and they trust the content that other teachers build. In Brazil, they, they like to hear the same person that goes through the exact same challenges that they have and understands them. And so it's not only a content aligned with Buzz inside the, the classroom, but also a content built from teachers to teachers aligned with Bazi inside the classroom and that they can iterate, they can use it the way they want, that it's not static uh, in a paper and that considers the next the next developments that we'll need to have and we will we'll be able to grow this material with them. So we'll be starting this year with some tasks to make sure that next year we can follow the development of BASI, having the materials for the subjects as soon and as they start their rollout in 2019 inside the public schools. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And the number of themes that, that you touched on, one, just this need to connect theory and practice and, and the recognition that, look, you need BASI, you need the standards, but that's not going to be enough. Just because the theory is in place doesn't mean it will find life in, in the classroom. And so how do we connect theory and practice and create something practical? At the same time, you know, the theme of credibility, yeah. right? Like people are not going to change and gravitate to new material unless it's material they trust. They trust and exactly. you have, you know, done, it sounds like done a lot of listening and realized teachers really trust other teachers, which makes a lot of sense, and right? And Love a brand, right? Yeah. So I think it's a very powerful combination of time, brand, and, and construction model that will be able to, to, to take it into the classroom. Yeah, yeah. You also touched on this idea of, of lessons that aren't static. And I would love to hear more about that. We think a lot about that at LearnZillion and, and the way that the world is shifting, this opportunity for material that's in the cloud and as a result is so much more interactive. And I, I'd love to hear sort of how, how you're thinking about that. And I know we're going to be running tests and figuring it out, but... Yeah. Why is that important? Well, actually, this is something that I learned visiting you guys and something that we've seen here with the states that have curriculum uh, in Brazil. As I mentioned, we don't have a national one, but some states developed. And they, they end up getting old because they are static and 
people think that the problem is the curriculum, but actually the problem is how you deploy the curriculum throughout throughout the the time through time, right? And so even talking to you guys, understanding the importance of having a, a curriculum that can be changed and then can add new knowledge, new methods, uh, new ways of thinking, uh, and to it, and that considers that possibility of having teachers editing and principals looking into it to make sure that is a curriculum that renew, renews itself through mm -hmm. time and doesn't stay the same thing for 20 years, which of course no one will, will use it. So that's something that we're going to learn now in Brazil how to do it <laughs> because we don't have a national curriculum yet, but I think it will be really relevant to have a feedback loop between uh, how Basie the state's curriculum and the classroom, how they actually connect and yeah. talk to each other. Yeah, it, 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 recognizing that, hey, it is a huge and ambitious challenge to get teachers together and have them create this practical resource. But but in a way, that that's the beginning. You yeah. know, you, you get that out there, that's sort of V1, first version, first draft, great. And by being super thoughtful about how that's built and and the support that the teachers who build that initial initial V1 get is really important. And as soon as it exists, it needs to live and breathe. That exactly. I love your your the idea of renewal, that it needs to constantly be, be renewed. And that happens when there's the ability for for folks to yeah. add and contribute to it. Exactly. Um, it makes me think, you know, it, in a way this is... Uh, a very unusual way, I think, for thinking about something like curriculum in education, and yet we think about other professions like the medical profession, right? I mean, of course, what one doctor figures out during surgery contributes. There's the constant, like, how do I contribute back? And the reason that we make advances in medicine and, and care is because we keep learning from each other. And over decades, it turns out that, you know, you can do some Pretty amazing things, and and that ought to be true for for how we um, how we help develop our kids, right, and help them grow up and become educated and, and their full selves. Exactly, and making sure that teachers have the right tools as well, right. So I, like you said, imagine giving a doctor a hammer only so right those tools evolve and you need to change them and I think it's the same thing with lesson plans and yeah. how do they evolve they are the teachers tool yeah so I'm very excited to start doing this in Brazil and you know I can really the convergence of those three pillars you talked about in the beginning right you need the Bazi because that creates a clear benchmark expectations that are common at the same time, I love that you guys leave room for some localization right from the get-go. Then human capital. You know, you need leaders and teachers who understand those standards and who are ready to lean into them and, and do really good work. And then you need to give them the technology and the tools so that, that the wind's at their back, right? Yeah. So that if they roll up their, their sleeves... And, and lean into it, they are going to be successful because the equation is set up for success against those standards as opposed to 
you know, I think often in the teaching profession, there's a sense of all of this uh, intent and uh, motivation on the part of teachers who are willing to do so much on behalf of their kids and yet feel day in and day out like they're running into a wall. Like, instead of the wind at their back, there's a wall at their nose. Exactly. <laughs> and um, I love that... Uh, I love that you guys are, are, are the way that you described that in the beginning and the way strategically you're thinking about those pillars converging to um, enable this. It's really, it's really exciting. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled. We're very excited to start this. I'm sure you saw it yeah. here in Nova Scala and in, in the foundation. This is something really huge for us. And we all work in an organization that we do believe that has that can impact education in, in Brazil, and I think that's one very good example of how we think we can do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's say this goes, you know, everyone here is, is sort of fully committed to making this project work as well as the other ones. Let's fast forward five years. This goes well, it's five years from now. If we were to jump in a taxi and stop at some different schools, what, what might be different? In your like, vision, what would you hope that, that, that would be different about the experience kids were having and that teachers were having and school leaders were having? Sure. I think one thing that I saw in, in the sea really, really ha resumes that for me. So the classroom where kids are really focused on their work that they, they're doing, where you see the teacher as a facilitator and looking to make sure that the kids have the right tools and that they are doing the work that, that would lead to the best learning outcomes and where you have the part where the teacher is telling them things and also the part where they are doing their own work individually and also the part where they are working together as a group right so i love the concept that you talk about about productive struggle i think that's one thing that is always on my mind now when i look into into classrooms but kids focused on that productive struggle what i could see there is what i want to see in five years in brazil where they're really putting in their best work uh, into the class and they were really they seem to be really enjoying it and, and having fun at the same time that they were dealing with hard questions uh, there but they they could ask the, the teacher they could ask their colleagues they could try to struggle a little bit on their own and I do believe that's how a class an engaging classroom looks like and and so again, we want to see the best learning outcomes that we can see in the country. Uh, there is a phrase that we use a lot here, which is excelência com equidade, which means excellency for everyone. And I think that this is how we're going to get there with classrooms where kids are focused, teachers know what they have to do, and there is there are many different ways in which they are dealing with the materials and making sure that 
that they're going through the entire Bowser. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. I feel like um, that is a great way to bring this interview to a close, back to this vision of what it sort of will look like, sound like, feel like for students to be fully engaged, productively struggling. I love how you said that that should even be fun, you know, yeah. like that, that it's hard but fun at the same time. And uh, that description reminds me of learning experiences I had that are sort of dear to my heart because they, they pushed me and yeah. challenged me and made me feel more human. Um, and so, uh, well, very excited to follow this, uh, this path that you're on and be a part of it. And um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing more and more of, of those sorts of results for kids. It's really, really exciting. Yeah, thank you so much. Hope to see you back in Brazil. You will, you will. <laughs> All right, thank you.